this comes and challenges you until i see it in the comments yeah it is it is the truth <laughs> <laughs> all right i think i've caught my breath i think i'm ready to go yeah all right let's kick this bad boy off yeah sounds good all right and welcome to the pager train today i have in the studio with me andy dowling from andy social the andy social podcast yes thank you thanks I, for having me if i can get that out in one word <laughs> Um, and welcome to the show. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. It's um, um, we've we've caught up earlier in the year, and it was this weird Zoom sort of thing that was happening. And oh, here we are, face to face, and uh, you got a beer here with me, and just the hospitality is just amazing. Yeah, man. Well, thank you, thank you. I, I just uh, I remember when uh, COVID happened because I had you booked in for the podcast. Mm. Yeah, you because know, you always book these things a couple of weeks advance, yeah. sometimes months. And uh, I'm like, oh, you know, because you know, I did all my research because we got put together by a mutual acquaintance. I think. Um, mm. A guy that's photo, you know, um, uh, he's photographed your band, photographed my mm. band. Yeah. Uh, and, and I've actually been in a band with Dan back in the day. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He was our drummer in Alpha Degenerate years ago. Oh, right. Ago. Okay. Yeah, yeah, way back. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. And um, he put us together and I started looking at your content. I'm like, man, this guy is seasoned podcaster. I need to talk to this guy. <laughs> I just do it a lot, but I don't know if I do it well. But um, <laughs> like, like we were saying earlier, the, the long game, That's that's been my strategy. Yeah, just stick with it. Yep. Um, I think it's like anything though. I, I think maybe it comes from like because I, I see a relationship between that uh, bands and filmmakers because mm. it can be disheartening. Being in a band can be disheartening. Yeah, yeah. Like you have those glory moments, but sometimes you can get kicked in the nuts really easily. It happens a lot, um, mm. especially especially sort of when you're starting out. And oh, fuck, even if you're further on down the track, I think it's uh, it's just ups and downs all the time. There's mm. there's no predictability to the industry or just the arts or whatever it might be and it's just mm. a case of I think it, it's good in a way because I think it builds re- resilience I think mm. a lot of people become quite independent and creative and strong and sort of adjust and are flexible in mind mm. but it uh, I think it separates um, sort of the people who do it for a hobby versus the people who really invest their time and want to make a profession out of it mm. I think it separates them very quickly because some people go oh geez this is way too much yeah you just yeah you just throw on the towel right yeah um, but you yeah, know I haven't got to that stage yet yeah oh good good on you <laughs> <laughs> well I thought you know when I was like 25 you know yeah. um, being in and out of like rock bands mm. you know heavy, um, heavy metal bands or you know hard rock bands um, you go oh, when I'm 30 Hmm. I'll probably give it up, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just give it away, and then like there was. By the time I got to twenty nine, there was no side of doing that at all. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I just yeah, I think that resilience comes into it. Like I, I can see how being in bands and uh, doing uh, just doing creative work in general uh, persistently uh, that's really transcribed into my podcasting. Yeah, just, just stick with it. And I think it's especially now more so than ever before there's just so much noise out there so much competition you know there's there's so many things to you know if you've just got an average person who just loves music and and podcasting all sorts of stuff there's just so much stuff out there for for them to digest so it's Mm. like well how do you cut through that and like i've got mates of mine who still haven't bothered to listen to the podcast five Mm. years down the track and Mm. and they're just like i'll get around to it one day and then every once in a while there'll be one of my mates who'll go i'll listen to that podcast you did a couple of years ago just like two days ago or whatever fantastic and i'm like where were you two years ago when i put it out like and and then suddenly they go oh i, I wish i started listening to this earlier mm. and then i just sort of look at those examples and just think man people are busy like mm. there's a lot of stuff going on there's a lot of stuff that they're trying to get through and they're interested in priorities are different mm-hmm. and so for me it sort of gives me peace of mind going i'm just going to put it all out there i'm just going to keep putting episodes out and mm-hmm. keep doing my podcast and even with music as well just keep putting music out and um you know, I'm still discovering music from the 70s, you know, and, and going, oh, what's this amazing band? It's like, yeah. it, was a, it was a band before I even existed. I'm like, oh, this is incredible. So I just have that sort of mentality that it doesn't have to be sort of digested straight away. It mm. can it can sit there and people can discover it later on down the track. So that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah, well, that's kind of the journey that I'm experiencing at the moment mm. um, because, you know, it's kind of like you know, when you start up a band, you, know, yeah. you tell all your friends, yeah, yeah. Um, all your bandmates will bring their girlfriends yeah. and then you might convince some of your friends to come along. Um, half of them will show up. Mm-hmm. They'll all give you a good pat on the back and tell you that it was awesome, regardless of it, its true outcome. And um, <laughs> that usually is about it. That's the end of your crowd, unless you start advertising, yeah. unless you start promoting your music, yeah, unless yeah. you start getting out on the platforms. So I'm kind of now into that stage with the podcast where, um, yeah, people are, um, you know, um, personal message and they go, I'm so glad I found this. This is right up there, uh, my alley. Yep. And I'm getting these strangers that are just finding it, people that are, um, you know, further than an arm's distance away from me. And that's a buzz. I love that. Mm. I think that's so cool. I get I get people just randomly just shoot me a message and I'm trying to trace 
trace the the link. I'm trying to work out who they know that I know, and mm. when I can't find that immediately, mm. that's exciting. So I'm like, and then I start to ask some questions. Oh, where'd you where'd you hear about it? And then some people respond. Some people just don't bother after that. And you're like, oh, mm. come on, give me some, give me something to work with. Like, give me some market research. Tell me where where, I'm, where this is, where I'm making good decisions or bad decisions. Mm. Um, but it's cool. It just goes to show that eventually stuff gets out there and people discover it and um man like just every single person that one person goes hey man i heard your podcast it's awesome or i listened to it and i'm like you listen to it like mm. i mean i've known you for years but i didn't know you listened to it and like like you would experience as well they're just numbers mm. like you don't know like you can only you can only surmise yeah you don't have a, a microscopic look at it you can't see it that way anyone could be listening yeah which is which is a bit daunting if you overthink it and you go oh geez so like what am i saying I hope, hopefully i don't say anything too too crazy but um mm. but it's cool it's exciting i worry about that sometimes actually yeah like, uh, yeah because you don't you don't want to edit your podcast <laughs> you're on you, the record yeah yeah you want it you once you put it out there and you know the zeitgeist changes um are you changing with it or is it changed without you mm. um so you do worry about self-censorship yeah. and worry about those things i worry about those things sometimes but generally um by two beers into the podcast i'm like oh, i don't give a fuck man whatever whatever we're talking about you know <laughs> so I think I think a lot of that stuff now is um, I think people are looking for it as far as just really honest talk mm. and regardless of opinions and I think a lot of people that aren't on the fringes of whatever that might be just want to hear somebody talking just mm. organically and it doesn't matter I think people are far more forgiving than people think yeah and you know people say dumb shit all the time and i think i think podcast is the perfect place for this sort of this long form format where you can just have a conversation there's no yeah it can be structured to it you can have some questions but overall it's just a case of let's just talk and just see where it goes mm. and i think people love that i mean i had someone the other day i put out an episode with a, a mate of mine who's a musician and another friend of mine who i didn't know was listening li listened in and said it was just fantastic. It was exactly what I needed. It felt like I was sitting at the pub with both of you mm. and just listening in and being part of that conversation. Mm. And I'm like, that's what that's what podcasting is. And so I think you can get away with... Yeah. It's, it's the intention behind it. Does it does have that voyeuristic charm to it. Because, mm. um, you, know, you know, doing media training, they teach you like, you know, you've got seven seconds to grab attention. Ugh. You know, and I've learned that that's Panic. Just, yeah, but that's just not true. It's maybe in an advertising yeah. way that's true. Yeah. Um, and so people that are, have a um, a full like commercial interest in selling advertising space yeah. would look at it that way. Mm. But looking at it from an entertainment point of view, what is what is the end user getting out of it? Um, comments I've gotten from people, um, especially when they're abroad. Yeah. Um, I had a, um, a a fan in Germany message me, and they're like. And it's just so good to hear normal people having a, um, you know, sometimes outlandish conversation, but just yeah. talking about normal things, mm. um, talking about things of their interest. And yeah, they'll just listen to the whole thing. Um, and then you'll see those analytics because when you get those messages, you go back through and you go, oh, there they are. They're, yeah. they're listening there, there, there. Oh, there's a few people there, from there, Germany. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got a few from California. Big shout out, you guys. Yeah, cool. Following me on the gram. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I should listen to your show. I haven't listened to your show yet. I should listen to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think that's where going into the background of, you know, YouTube or um, whatever, you know, your RSS platform is, yeah. um, is really valuable. Hmm. Like, even though you can't see, you know, deep into it, it gives you a little bit of indication. Um, most people don't register their gender, yeah. um, so those those figures are usually you know, skew if. But all the um, geo, uh, sort of the geo tags that you get, like ninety percent of my audience is obviously in Australia, but mm. I've got ten percent of my audience that's overseas. Uh, I've got them in Spain, Turkey. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, just places. And I've got um, uh, my biggest offshore audience is Ireland. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. cool. I've got like thirty listeners in Ireland on yeah, Spotify. Mad. Yeah, mad. Oh. Hello to my new Irish friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure to be sure. A uh, big shout out to you guys. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the uh, YouTube channel while you're at it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but I think there's a lot of value in that, uh, in learning those analytics and learning, you know, what that means. Like, I'm still learning. Mm. And um, by drilling into that, you can go, all right, well, why did that episode track well in that country? Uh, but at the same time, it's still throwing darts at a board and trying to make a guess a mathematical guess yeah, out that, of it that's kind of what makes it fun as well it's a bit of trial and error it's a bit of experimentation to sort of go you're not just i mean look you can just have the love of just recording and having conversations with people just chuck them out and just don't care and mm. a lot of people do that and they get a thrill out of just doing that alone but um it sounds like i'm similar to you like i'd love to look at the data and go okay like maybe i can maybe i can tweak things here and there to see what works what doesn't mm. oh that doesn't quite hit so i'll try this instead mm. and just little nuances little little tweaks to the system and um and looking to see how people respond to it you know even just looking at 
where people listen to podcasts, mm. um, different platforms that they're using, different browsers, all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, just sort of gives me a bit of insight as far as, you know, even if I'm sharing stuff online, what are the best links to be sharing as well? Mm. And and that sort of is a, is a big, a big thing because sometimes I could be sharing a link that people won't actually use to listen. And so that forces them to have to go to their normal podcast thing to search for it and then find it. And, That's right, and yeah. those extra steps could be them getting distracted and doing something else. That's right. So yeah. for me, I'm like, okay, how do I get them to just one click rather than several clicks or typing in or whatever it might be. So mm. A lot, of, a lot of tinkering away. I feel like I'm, I'm, you know, some mad scientist trying to work out the ingredients of some magic, magic potion of, of podcasting, but it's it's fun. It's cool. Yeah, no, it is fun. I, 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 um, I, like, I was looking at, um, for instance, like most of my YouTube audience will click on a link, but 20% of them search for it. Hmm. Yep. Um, which I find interesting. Yep. So um, that means that what that tells me is that the brand name is getting out there. Cool. Because then people are just typing uh, the name of the podcast. Perfect. And that's what you want because yeah. then it's on their minds yep. and they're searching for it. So, you, by looking at those analytics, you can see the effect of your work. Mm. Um, another thing I look at, you know, uh, for instance, um, you're a great example of this actually because your your um, artwork is fantastic. Oh, cool. You yeah, know, cheers. All of the um, – because you've got um, all the cartoons yeah, and yeah. all the cartoon templates yep. that, you, that you make. And you, you've done that um, really specific podcast. What was it? Uh, Nod to the old school. Yeah. Where you've like done all these caricatures of all these other people. Yeah. Which I just think is so eye grabbing, and you're like just you're just drawn to it. And uh, when I I went back through some of your older podcasts, and you can see your your methodology had changed. Yeah. And then I, I can relate to that because I look at mine, and it's the same thing. It you can see it just improving and improving and improving. Yeah. And by making those changes, you can look at your analytics and see if it's having a positive effect. And generally, it does. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, the big <laughs> thing when I started podcasting as well was. I mean, I'm I'm shit at everything. I'm I'm mediocre mm. at stuff. Like I sort of just get into something and I just try and work out what the bare minimum is to try and get things moving and, and I'm not much of a perfectionist. I just don't think I've got the attention span for it. Or at mm. least that's what I tell myself. That's mm-hmm. my excuse. But um I'm always about just getting things started and then working it out later. Mm. And I think sometimes people don't take the first step because they're so worried about making sure that that first step that they take is absolutely perfect. Mm. And that usually means that they'll never do it because they're so hyper-conscious. They're worried about people, that people's view on what they're doing and their own standards. And so for me, like, you know, you go back and listen to the first, I don't know, however many episodes of the podcast. I mean, ugh, they're, they're pretty rough around. I mean, mind you, I mean, I still think that they're rough around the edges now. But like when I started, I cringe. Mm. But... People go back and listen to it, and they and they love it because it's like, oh man, like you can see how different the podcast is over the last five years, mm. and um, and it's cool as you said, like you can see some of the tweaks, some of the different, uh, you know, images that I'm using, and the different ways I'm promoting the episodes and different formats, and it's been a really big thing. And just mm-hmm. touching on not to the old school, um, that was a real turning point for me when it came to art and associating more imagery with the podcast mm. because you know what i do anyway i mean you're, you're a bit different because you've got video and everything hey guys <laughs> um but the difference with me is that it's for the most part primarily audio and mm. when i did not to the old school um i love that sound by the way that's <laughs> oh it's music to my ears. Yeah, but I like it on the podcast as well because it's part of the blemishes, right? <laughs> yeah. I like the cracks and imperfections of it. And that's and what makes it perfect. That's it. But, mm. uh, yeah, when I did this project last year for Not to the Old School, and basically what it is is it's a it's a 10-part podcast um, mm. that promotes um, our last album, Fallen Idols. And I thought it was a really sneaky way of doing a podcast that featured really well-known metal musicians, rock musicians, people that work in the metal world, mm. and had them talk about their their first ever uh, compilation or mixtape back mm. in the day, like all the like when we used to dub cassettes and, and all that sort of stuff and just get into heavy music. Mm. And They were good days. Yeah, and yeah. so it was a nod to the old school and there's a song on the, on the album called Nod to the Old School. So I, I picked 10 people and I made sure that the people represented in a way each of the songs off our album. So, for instance, I had... Um, yeah, Andy LaRock from King Diamond. Mm. So I, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, if I get an Andy LaRock fan that tunes in who doesn't know who I am, mm. but they have to listen to a 30-second grab of the first song of our album. Mm. They've got to listen to that first. Hopefully, they don't fast-forward, but you know, mm. you're thinking that they'll listen to the whole thing. They listen to that first and then get into the interview, and they go, oh, wow, these guys sound all right. Mm. So, I did that with everybody. I had That's Johnny, a great idea. I had Johnny D from Doro and um, Dave Ellison from Megadeth, uh, Britney Slades from Unleash the Archers, and like just a whole bunch of like these great artists who sort of have brought in all these people, but... I sort of went off on a tangent as you do with podcasting, but Mm. um, with the artwork side of things, I thought 
I needed this point of difference that would encourage the guests themselves to share it, mm. where they go, oh, this is cool. Look, yeah, at, sick, look at me yeah. and this, like, caricature sort of artwork. Mm. Um, because I needed them to push the podcast as well as just myself and then obviously bring in people when they see the artwork mm. and go, hey, this looks cool, I'll listen to it. Mm. And um, I think it worked. I think it did really well. And I, I don't think it would have gone as well if I didn't have that artwork. So I had a guy from Melbourne called Tristan Tate who did the artwork for Not to the Old School. And then when that went really well, I just said, hey, Tristan, can you do a revamp of Andy Social? Can you can you give me some new artwork? He's mm. like, and I said, oh, here's this rough idea, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, a couple of days later, he gave me this mock-up draft and I went, oh, Jeez, uh, you, you've almost done it. Like, you've, it's almost there. Just polish it up and we're good to go. Yeah, so. Is that the one with the headset and the feet kicked back? Yeah, 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 yeah little, that's a great I've got my little, my little Larry cockatiel pet next to me and I've got mm. a basketball and I've got all the stuff in the background. There's a few, like, little little Easter eggs in the background that are from previous episodes. So mm -hmm. people who have been listening for a long time will probably pick out a couple of things in the background. But, yeah, um, yeah I just realised that even though my podcast is audio... Um, it's still got to attract people in the first place. And it's just like putting out an album. You've got to make sure your artwork is, is shit hot. Otherwise, mm. you know, if you're in a, in a record store or you're online, you're searching through different albums to, to listen to. I mean, you want to be grabbed in by art. It's, mm. it's, it's, yeah, you have to judge a book by its cover, cover to, a, to an extent. Yeah, well, they, that's what I heard a comedian once say. They go, of course they judge the book by its cover. That's why books have covers. That's <laughs> <laughs> Well, you got to start. You got to start somewhere. You and, do, yeah, absolutely. And you, you can definitely have your word of mouth. You can have your mate that recommends something. Says, "You look, you got to listen to this." Blah blah, and that could be the influence to get someone to listen to something or check something out. But man, like, there's just so much stuff out there. You got to grab them, and yeah. it's, and the visual part's the first thing, and then you capture them with with the audio experience. Yeah, after that, that thumb is the first thing they see, and the, and the good thing about doing that is that it's cross platform. Uh, cross platform, you know, you can put it everywhere. Yep. Once you've got it built, you can just you know you, you're basically cutting and pasting it across all of your you know your websites, your, your social media interactions. Yep. You know, the whole lot. Um, but, I, I, yeah, that's a great recommendation for anyone getting into it. You've got to look at your artwork. You've got to look at your visual presentation. Yep. Um, especially, uh, and I think the main point there as well is to um, get your guests to push the content. Mm. I find that's the hardest thing about podcasting, man. Is, it's tough. Is getting the guests to push their content. Because you'll get it, like a range of different personalities. And, you know, we'll all be on that spectrum of introvert to extrovert in whatever field of endeavor it is. Mm. But when people see themselves on screen or and especially listening to themselves talk, most half of the people will go, oh, I can't believe that's me. <laughs> so they have that, um, especially if they, they, you know, they might only do one or two interviews a year. Yeah. If they're in that sort of spectrum. Um, the guys that are like, you know, um, you know, media whores, they would like just plaster it everywhere for you. And I love you guys. Big shout out. Um, but um, it's sometimes it's hard to get the guest to go, man, no, this is really good. You've done a really good job. And some people get a bit self-conscious, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think one thing that I've learned over the years is that sometimes I wouldn't... So, I do the, do the episode record it release it and i'd make sure they're tagged and they're referenced and mm. and all that but i'd be a little bit reluctant to send them like a message and, and give them the links because i feel like i'm i'm pushing them to do my work for them but mm. uh luckily i've learned a while back that it's i, I always do a follow-up email or a follow-up message mm. um, even for somebody i don't normally talk to anyway it's just a one-off sort of mm -hmm. having the podcast and that's it and i'll just recap and just say hey thanks once again blah 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 mm. here's all the links here's the main link and i'll give recommendations say this is the best link to, to post if you're going to post anything here's the here's the photo or the image and whatever it might be mm -hmm. and yeah sometimes sometimes you don't get a peep out of them yeah sometimes you get nothing and look i you can only do what you can do yeah but sometimes that combination of sending the email tagging them online and getting a little bit of buzz from your own listenership your own audience mm can be enough to sort of sway people to go oh yeah okay i'll press share, I'll press share or I'll, I'll post it somewhere else and then as soon as mm. they do that oh thank yeah, you yeah no the tags and shares yeah. that's what you want because they will just gain it gains momentum immediately yep. as soon as they do that because they've got their own audience like ge generally saying like most people have a thousand friends on facebook mm. yeah, yeah. And yeah these days yeah, it's crazy right they'll yeah. just have a thousand friends just out there bang yep um, if two of those friends show, share it, go, oh, check it out, mate. Yep. You've just reached 3,000 people. Yep. Right? They might not all, of course, they haven't all watched it or, li or listened to it, but they're there. And when they don't post it, you're like, oh, man, I've just done all this work for you. I'm promoting your movie. I'm promoting your, I'm promoting your band. <laughs> and it, the, the, the promotion part works when you also promote it. Yeah. Um, so I find, it, I find that a bit of a challenge. But I think it's a personality thing. Mm. It's, a, it's about people, they, they'll watch it for themselves and they'll go, oh, they, they look at themselves and go, oh, I'm terrible. I can't. I can't give this to people. They'll judge me. Yeah, yeah. So they have this guys where they want to promote it. They want to have this conversation. Uh, but me, I'm t in in the podcast game. I am totally selfish. I do this because I learn off people. 
I get to talk to interesting people once a week. Yep. And I get to have a beer and uh, learn something. Yeah, speaking of which. <laughs> yeah, cheers, man. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, welcome to the Pager Train. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Look, I mean, I'm the same. You know, I started, I can't remember if I said this last time we caught up, but I started the podcast because I love talking to people. I rattle my, my mouth off all the time. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, why not record it? Let's let's try and make it semi-productive. Mm. Um, and it's a perfect perfect tool to meet people and network and build build this, like, portfolio of great people that you can lean on when or if the 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 occasion arise Mm. arrives and um it's just it's such a great thing for me over the years to be able to interact with people i would never speak to Mm. if i didn't have a microphone an excuse like i couldn't just hit up i'm just trying to think of somebody like i hadn't an astrophysicist on the podcast uh, a couple of years ago I wouldn't be able to just email that person say hey um i'm gonna be in brisbane would you just meet up for a coffee so i can just talk your ear off and you can just tell me how you know dark matter works yeah, and yeah. they'd be like oh look i'm kind of busy yeah, i don't really know who you are yeah, yeah you're weirding me out dude yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know you <laughs> yeah but i'm like hey this is me i've got a podcast um you know this is what it looks like this is how long it's going to take this is what we you know blah 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 here's some references uh different that's like, what it comes episodes. down to those references yeah. yeah and then and then they go okay cool because i can see some value in it there's some purpose behind it and then then you build a connection and then you got you're off you're off to the races after that and it's just it's it's incredible so yeah it's not same deals just super selfish mm. um and over time i've realized that it's become more than that and a lot of people get a lot of value out of listening to it mm. and so now i am thinking of my own interests when i'm picking people to be on the podcast but mm. i'm also thinking about what I, i'm getting an idea of the, the the average listener what they're like and i'm thinking mm. okay would that person actually like this person mm. or would they be absolutely stunned and go oh my god i can't believe you got that person on the podcast i'm trying to get mm. that feeling that sort of yeah, that Spark, buzz. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's evolved, but um, yeah, same as you, man. I, I totally relate. Oh man, there was one. There was one guest that you had that I was totally envious of, man. Because oh, I've been following this guy before he did his cooking show, and that is uh, oh, Nat, that's what I that's what you reckon. Because <laughs> um, I was following because he was he was doing like tours like at boat shows. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, it was back when he had like a thousand views on a clip. Yeah. Um, yep. and uh, now he's like millions of views. Oh, he, crazy. Anything yeah. he touches is a million views at the moment. And uh, I remember following that guy, and even um, my uh, my missus would pull me up and goes, "What, what are you watching this guy for?" I'm like, "He's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> he's awesome." And she's like, "Yeah, but that's so Westy." I'm like, "Well, I'm pretty Westy, <laughs> man. So that's why I like this content." And uh, yeah, then she um, and then she shows me like about a year later. She mm. goes, "Look at this cooking show." I'm like, "Do you know who that is?" It's the same guy. It's the same it's guy. The same guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I listen to that podcast. I'm like, "Oh man, <laughs> I'd yeah, love but, to get him as a guest." <laughs> but um, I mean, like for him, like uh, he's probably the only person or maybe there's uh, two people that have been on the podcast three times and and so i hit him up like around that time we was doing the boat show videos and things like that mm. and i don't know if, if we had a mutual friend on facebook or something like that um but i just i just hit him up out of the blue and just said hey if you're ever keen like love to do a podcast he's like yeah, all right hey cool mm. yeah whatever and so we went into Newtown and we we sat at a pub and just talked shit for an hour and that was good and we did it and then uh, it was sort of like a, a year later, and I said, "Hey, do you want to do an anniversary episode? We'll just do you know, mm. twelve months later." So, yeah, all right. So I went went to his place, and we did a podcast there. And then um, just a few months ago, we did the third one, but um, it was sort of during all the COVID stuff. So, mm. um, so we did it over over Facebook uh, and Facebook call, whatever it was, and mm. um, a little bit different, a bit sort of weirder, like we were talking about before. We got yeah. that distancing, not yeah, in person. You don't, have, you don't have that those body reactions and those facial expressions. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a little bit odd, but um, but still fun. And but it all came down to just like I just found out, like I found his page and I just shot a message through, and and I was just like he responded, and it was cool. And we kind of had enough sort of people that we sort of half knew and a few connections there we were mm. sort of like he's not completely random he's there's there's a link here mm. um but some of the best people we've ever had was just a case of just let's just throw throw down the gauntlet just give it a go like find mm. find an email address or i'll be on twitter and i'll just flick a, a private message and say hey would you be keen and mm. they're like oh yeah right maybe and it's like oh my god i can't believe they've responded this is incredible yeah, it's kind of like asking someone on a date yeah oh man yeah it's like don't reject me don't reject me come on come on the show you'll have fun you'll have fun yeah no that was a really yeah that, yeah he's a really cool dude that was they, they were really good episodes man um yeah, yeah uh um but uh man like 250 podcasts yeah so that's you know that's 50 a year yeah about that yeah 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 it's yeah. 50 shows a year man yeah it's um yeah it's been a while yeah it's, it's a lot like i was saying before a lot of talking 
Yeah, that's a lot. How many, like, that's, you know, because your podcast goes for, you know, an hour and a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, most of them, on average, about about an hour, hour between an hour and an hour and a half, depending on the guest. Mm. Um, I've had some of the earlier ones that sort of went to sort of the three hour, hour mark where I had a May time. We just, like, have a few too many beers and we just kept mm. waffling on. It's like, oh, geez. <laughs> Um, but yeah, most of them now I try to keep between 45 and an hour. I think mm. it's sort of the sweet spot for most of them. Mm. Um, yeah, so it seems to seems to do the job. But uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's a lot of talking. Yeah, well, well my, my return guests I usually do about 45. Yep. And the new guests, I'll go up to an hour 20. Yeah, cool. Because um, I, I, I reckon that's the same. Yeah, that's the sweet spot. Because mm. people will do that long form content. Um, unless you've got, you know, if, you, if you're doing an interview with like a massive star, yeah, you want to, you know, you, you do it for three hours, yeah. right? Um, but, you know, if you're, just, if you're just getting to the nuts and bolts of something, I think an hour, you mm. get through the nuts and bolts. But always have that feeling at the end of it, man. Every podcast, they have the same feeling, man, I could do this for another hour. <laughs> you can keep going. Going, um, but then I go. I just say to those guys when the, when that emotion happens, I go, man, just come back on the show. I'll get yeah, you back yeah. on. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I've had a, I've had a few where I've had a great conversation. It's just flowing, and you, you can't even find that opportunity just to sort of go, okay, well, let's wrap it up or anything like that. So mm. I'll just go, hey, man, you cool to do another hour? And like, yeah, yeah, I've got. I'll just crack another beer. Right, no worries. And then I'll just turn around and say, look, I'll just I'll just chop it in half mm. instead of just dumping it all in one episode. I'll just split into two. And oh, that's so, pretty cool. So I did that earlier this year with uh, a mate of mine from Adelaide, um, Ryan Quarrington. He plays in a band called Shatterbrain, mm-hmm. and um, he's also a. Um, oh, I'm going to get this wrong, but uh, he's a research fellow at Adelaide University, and he does a lot of stuff with regards to uh, spines and cadavers. And oh, basically, wow. he shatters spines to learn how spines dislocate, so they can create other things to protect people in cars and things. Oh, like Oh yeah, I gotcha. So they do like um, reactions to spines to see well, what, how can we stop that reaction and stop spinal injury? Yeah, or, or mitigate. Yeah, it, so, yeah. And so they literally buy torsos. Mm. Yeah. Bodies have been donated to science, and he's taking out the spine, and they put them through these different mechanisms to shatter them. And mm. So anyway, we went from talking about thrash metal to then talking about his his profession, his his career. Mm. And so I'm like, I'm just going to drive a stake right down the middle of this and just say part one, part two, and I put about five or six weeks in between. So I let people sort of hang and go, mm. okay, well, I said part two will be in a few weeks' time. And so eventually when part two came out, then people were like, oh, yeah, cool. That's I'm, not a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. So, and it saved me having to sort of go, all right, stop. All right, we'll, we'll catch up in a few weeks and we'll have part two. I just thought, we're on a roll. It's mm. flowing. The beers, are, the beers are going down really well. Let's keep talking. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah sometimes you don't want to break that flow. Uh, but doing, doing, um, doing video, though, you get restricted. So I'm restricted by the yeah, data. That's right. Definitely. Um, but I'm upgrading the system soon, yeah, so I'll right. be able to I'll be able to bust out the three hours if I have to. Yeah, right. Wow. But I'm a bit scared of that because I can I'm upgrading so I can go live to uh, YouTube. Yeah, cool. Nice. And just do it live to YouTube and um, have a switcher. Yep. And just do it live, live, live. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah terrifying. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to go through that terrifying experience, you know. Um, but man, um, so uh, you know, just to um, do a, a subject change. Mm. Um, bassist from Lord. Mm. So, man, um, just uh, just for um, my audience, how long have you been in Lord? Yeah. Um, oh, geez. So, end of two thousand and five, I joined the band. So, what? Yeah, fifteen odd years. Mm. And uh, like long, the long short of it is, um, the band used to be called Dungeon back in the day. Dungeon's mm. been around since nineteen eighty nine. Uh, Tim is our front guy singer, gu- uh, guitarist, mm-hmm. and uh, he's sort of been the mainstay. It's his baby. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, towards the end of 2005, uh, Dungeon sort of split up in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, the, sort of most of the band members sort of parted ways or at least split down the middle. And Tim sort of decided, well, let's change the name of the band. Um, Dungeon had a bit of stigma around sort of how it was perceived and the type of music was played and uh, they were playing. And he thought, well, let's change the name and I can then sort of branch out and do a few different other styles, keep it still metal, but to add a few other elements and change the perception around the band. So mm-hmm. same band for the most part, just a different name. And, um, it's, it's been, it's been a wild 15 years and, um, it's a long time to be in a band, man. Yeah. Well, it's a bit unusual for, I think a lot of, a lot of Aussie musicians. I think, uh, not everyone, oh, man, can- you're a fucking stayer. 15 years. <laughs> shit, man. You guys must be like, cause imagine all the, um, you know, the ups and downs over 15 years of doing music in Sydney. Yeah, tough. It's, that's tough. that's a that's a that's a nice that's yeah, a, a an ice skate uphill. Yeah, you know? that's that's tough. It's uh it's one of those things, and I've always joked about being in a band. It's sort of like having um, multiple 
multiple girlfriends without without the sex because really it's it's constant compromise there's bickering there's fighting there's mm. there's laughter there's tears there's bro hugs there's just everything that you know almost fifty cuffs at times depending mm. on what's going on mm. and you somehow just manage to keep it together you manage just to keep it afloat and we're a weird like we've got a weird dynamic in our band we mm. you know, we, think, yeah. we 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 live about uh, about an hour hour and a half distance from each other so we're mm. all in sort of this triangle the three of us and um we don't really hang out that much mm. no mark and i mark the guitarist i mean he's he's my best man at my wedding and mm. we're, we're great mates but i haven't i think i've seen him once this year mm. um and probably covid stuff anyway but um yeah we just i mean we interact differently and it's just uh and the band just functions remotely and we just make it happen and it's just it's what it strange is. how that happens though because like you know oh you know with the, you know the group of guys i play with right um you know, we've known each other for decades, mm. some of us. Yep. And um, we used to hang out all the time. Yeah. Yep. Now that we've been in a band, I think we're up to, what, seven years or something like that? Mm. Which mm. is another, like, seven years is a massive feat to yeah. stay in a band. Huge. It's huge. It's huge. Yeah. Like, uh, the amount of arguments that have happened that time, they could have split the band, you know? <laughs> uh, but no, they didn't. And we actually formed out of the, the ashes of the previous band that split up because yep. of an argument, right? Yeah, right. And, you know, we were playing in that band for three years, which is another good run. Yep. Like, three it's years huge. Is, it's a, massive. Three years is a massive run for a band in Sydney. And, you know, you get to play all the cool venues and start yep. getting those bigger audience sizes and then it all falls over and then you start all over again. That's usually the process. So, 15 years, holy shit, man. Yeah, I think I think, I think one of the things that's helped us is that when, when especially when I joined the band and we sort of went through that change from Dungeon to Lord, we, we sort of had a lot of conversation around what, we wanted to do and the purpose and the direction we were going for the podcast. I mean, sorry for the podcast for the band. <laughs> the band. <laughs> I saw you adjusting your mic and I'm like, oh, that's right, podcast. We're on a podcast. We're on yeah, a podcast. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, but um, I think we were all sort of not necessarily exactly on the same pages, but we were, we were somewhat on the same page as far as we wanted to do this. We wanted to bit make it serious and we wanted to really throw everything we could into it. And I think one thing that hurt, hurts a lot of musicians is that you've got this different mixture of. Uh, commitment in the band mm. you've got you've got the guy who lives and breathes the band he does everything and then you've got the other you know you've got another guy who is really good at you know playing guitar or drums or uh, whatever it's funny that you said guitar first because i think i see a pattern here. <laughs> i resonate exactly what you're saying here and and that you know maybe maybe they've also got a career or they've got a they've got a wife they've got kids or whatever mm. it is so they're their priorities and the way that they invest their time, even mentally, is split. Mm. So then you've got to compromise that. And the more compromises that you have to make, then the harder it is to maintain your band on the long term. So mm. I think for us, we were really lucky for at least at least 10 years where we just, all of us, just, we were just 100% in, whatever it took, you know. Mm. And we would sacrifice a lot. We relationships, jobs, whatever it was. We just knew that we only had windows of time to make it happen. Mm. And so we just did it. And a little bit reckless at times, but um, I, I'm, I don't regret, regret any of the decisions that we made. And I think in the last probably five years, um, I think we've all, you know, started to turn into adults and we mm. started to have like the adult commitments, you know, whether it be, you know, careers or, or kids or marriages or whatever it might be, mortgages. Mm. And, and we've managed to sort of just keep it still afloat and keep things... Mm. keep things cool between everybody but um it's a different dynamic to what it used to be and, and i think for us it's just a case of understanding that accepting it mm. and allowing the band to evolve into a different state now we're not we're not the band we were mm. five years ago 10 years ago 15 years ago plus uh, it's just and and it's cool we, we still we're yeah. still happy and we still yeah. put music out yeah i totally resonate with that man i really do um yeah uh you know just the People getting married, having kids, changes people's focus. And, that, and that's what it is. Like, there's always one guy that's doing everything. Mm. And then that guy will crack the shits. Usually it's me who's cracking the shits. <laughs> I ain't doing it anymore. Someone else do it. Yeah. And then someone goes, well, <coughs> if I, if you don't fill that void, yeah. then the void starts getting bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And someone goes, well, I'll fill that void. Otherwise, the band's going to fall apart. And you're yeah, like, yeah. thank God someone else is doing it because I've chucked the wobbly. And then um, <laughs> I think good things that help, though, is having, uh, for us, it's having a rehearsal space. Yep. Um, you know, we have our lair. Yeah, yeah, we have a place yeah. where we hang out. That's huge, yeah. And having a hang, having a place where we don't have to um, break down and set up our gear all the time. Yep. We just, you know, roll, roll a door up yep. in an industrial complex and away we go. Yeah, perfect. Um, and we can do that any hour of the day, right? But the only problem is, is finding that hour of the day to make sure you can get five blokes into a room. <laughs> um, but the online aspect, like I must say, COVID has changed our writing uh, in an immense way. Yep. 
Um, we've written more content during COVID than we have in the last two years. Yeah, perfect. That's you know? cool. Which is a blessing. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Um, it still needs to be honed in, of course, because it's such a rapid, um, uh, you know, uh, prolific succession of music. There. Mm-hmm. We need to go through that and arrange all of that. Yeah. Um, uh, which I find, well, for me, just to sidetrack again, I find that the most exciting part, by the way, is, uh, um, you know, you have a guitarist that um, lies, uh, lays down a, a guitar track and then we'll start, everyone else will start populating around it. Yeah, yeah. And then I get to populate my parts in it as a vocalist. Mm. And, um, yeah, when, once we start doing that arrangement, I mean, it starts formulating into a story. That's where, that's where it gets the hairs. You can see it building. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's where I get excited. When, when I see that formulate and solidify, yeah. you know, oh, man, this is sounding good. And, you know, when you're either on a root note or off a root note, you know, which, <laughs> however it's building, whether you're in syncopation or not, um, I love that. that. That part is the most exciting for me. Yeah, I think, I think for, for us, we've been really lucky that right from day dot, we were always... We were never a band that would sort of jam out in in a rehearsal space. Like we would go to a rehearsal space to rehearse for an upcoming run of shows or something like that. Mm -hmm. So we would only have sort of a very sort of short space of time that we would get together. And I know a lot of bands would would just go every week and then they would start to jam out riffs and Mm -hmm. work out arrangements and do it all together. And and I kind of like it. I mean, I like the idea of it, but we never worked like that. Mm -hmm. So every once in a while we'd be like mucking around on guitars and whatever and we'd go hey that's a cool riff remember that and it's mm. like oh okay no worries and so they'd be like okay or you get your phone out or whatever and try and quickly record the riff for later mm. but um we we're always about recording stuff at home um we would all have like riff boxes so it'd just basically be just random riffs recorded and just chucked into folders and then we just have them all there and then mm. when we got to a point where we're like yeah okay we're going to start writing an album it'd be a case of getting a dropbox folder and just dumping everything in there uploading it all and and tim was always sort of the last sort of arranger of a lot of the stuff unless somebody had you know three quarters or most of a song Mm. mapped out um we would just be throwing lyric content we'd be throwing riffs in there different uh lead ideas different melodies we would have the most ridiculous stuff in there there'd be like dictaphone stuff of going like just like whatever Mm. it might be just something that might spark an idea and Mm. then tim would just go through it all and just start trawling through and go hey that's cool that's cool or that sounds like shit, but it's given me a great idea for something else and it becomes mm. this amazing song. So um, during this time, it's just, it's sort of full. I'm watching a lot of other bands becoming what we've been doing for quite some time. Yeah, and well, so that's, for, that's what's happening yeah, to us now. Yeah, and it's, it's cool. Like, I, I think it's really exciting. And I think eventually when people are allowed to sort of go back to some normalcy, then I think then they'll, they'll sort of appreciate both sides of it. Like, okay, we can mm. get together, we can create together, but we can also sort of go away and not, stop ourselves in that creative process we can keep it going at home or wherever well that's what we call it doing your homework yeah you've got to do your homework if you yeah. want to be in a band you've got to do your homework yeah and um when someone doesn't do the homework and then someone else would um like you know for me this i'm supposed to upload three riffs this week mm-hmm. right because i've got the riffs from, pra- you know, from yep. practice yep um that came from you know the back end of homework before and other guys weren't doing their homework I'm like well i haven't uploaded it yet because i'm like fuck you you know <laughs> but then you know you get, i've got to get over sometimes you've got to get over those childish ten- tendencies man because it's such a it's such a sibling thing it's like even yeah look you've nailed it before my partner she refers to it as my other girlfriend <laughs> you know, go see your other girlfriend right yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, which was really yeah you know, when, I, when i started um dating my wife right i i said to her don't ever get in the way of the band yeah like yeah. you won't win just mm. don't do it yeah like if you want to stick around you're gonna to have to realize that my time is dedicated yeah. to other things and um you know slowly but surely i had to admit to her at one point like no you're number one but just understand <laughs> that a, band is number two it's a it's a there's different like you can have more than one number one i think it's just they're different types of number one so i yeah. mean I've, i went through the same thing with my wife as well it's a it's a case of just understanding that it's a it's a it's a kind of a weird sort of dynamic that you have where you know you you've gone from you know this real sort of over investment of time and energy and money and everything to basically become this thing that is not the traditional path that most people take when they finish school or whatever mm. it might be and so mentally and emotionally you invest so much into it and then someone comes along and and they they think well i'm gonna just take their world away like in, in a positive way and, mm. and sort of you know and and they they will be my everything and back and back and forth and so 
you know, there was a bit of there was a bit of tension there to begin with because it's like, oh, well, I've got to go and play some shows and it'd be like, well, but hang on, oh, like, well, you know, you're doing that a lot. I'm like, yeah, I've always done that. And so, mm. and then eventually we sort of understood each other and I had to make some compromises as well, as mm. you do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it goes both ways. But, um, yeah, it, I mean, it takes some time. But it's, it's a weird dynamic, I think, for guys that play in bands, guys or, or, or gals, mm. you know, it's... Um, it's just a, it's a weird it's a weird environment. I don't think most people get to have that environment or get those those feelings of just you know putting so much into something that's sort of outside of the norm. Mm. I think I, as well though she refers to it as my girlfriend because <laughs> of the emotional context. Yeah. Because um, yeah, yeah you, I, sometimes you'll come home and you slam the door and like that's it I fucking quit <laughs> <laughs> fucking quitting <laughs> I've had enough of the shit. And then, you know, next day you're like, all right, so I'll upload these riffs. Yeah, it's like, it's like, give him space, give him a few hours, he'll be over it, he'll be, he'll be back to normal. Yeah. No, but it's so, like, I just can't um, picture me doing anything else, though. You know, cool. I just, without having a microphone, I don't know how I would be. Yeah. Uh, it's so therapeutic to me. Yeah. Uh, I have so much going on up here, I need to have multiple outlets and that's that's one of them yep um now i think it's always involved a microphone for me though um yep. you know because i do voiceover yep. uh work as well and uh, obviously now podcasting mm. it's always been a microphone involved in what i'm doing so i don't know if there's something in that i don't know if any of you guys are like doing psychology just let me know <laughs> put it in the comments what's going on with me uh but yeah look just to promote your um uh, album at the moment so um uh fallen idols um yeah. Thanks, uh, from lord um, thank you for the gift, by the way. Oh, dude, my pleasure. Um, you know, my next drive to work, yeah. uh, I'll have this done. <laughs> do you still have a CD player in your car? I do. I, I do. Love it. Love yeah, it. Yeah, you need a CD player. <laughs> well, that's the thing, because um, we did our EP last year, yeah. right? And uh, you, do, you do the artwork, and then people go, well, I'm just going to listen to it on Spotify hmm. uh, or uh, you know, Amazon, whatever. Yep. And you put it out there, and you, you, know, you get your listeners, and that all happens. But there's nothing like going to a gig and selling the, the physical thing. Yeah. Because I see it as a collectible. Like, when I go to gigs, I buy their album. It's a little souvenir. You yeah. Know? It's like, it's like uh, when you... When you go travelling and you end up in the souvenir shop and you go and buy something, it's a little relic to remind you of the experience. And I think that's what CDs are now to mm. an extent. I mean, I mean, we're just lucky, you know, being sort of a metal band that metal fans still love vinyl. They love CDs. They love the mm. tangible stuff, you know, unlike probably some of the other genres out there. And, um, you know, for us, we'd be silly to just do something digital only. Mm. Um, and, yeah, when you're playing shows, I mean, yeah, of course you have T-shirts and other stuff, but you just got to have some CDs there. And we, we might not press as much as we used to in the past because mm. it's just it's just changed. But um, that, that last album that we put out last year sold more than any other Lord album over the past 15-odd years. Wow. So as... As the trends have changed, where people are buying less CDs, we're actually selling more. Isn't that weird? Which which That's is cool. And it's I, weird though. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> but I mean, I think I think what we've done is we sort of uh, we've understood who our typical Lord fan is, mm. and and they're they're older guys. They're mostly guys. Like I, as much as I'd love to have more women listening to Lord, I just I, look. I'm going to be just real with myself and just go. Mm-hmm. They're just a bunch of blokes. They love Iron Maiden. They love Queens. They love Halloween. All this sort of stuff. And yeah. but they're all they're all guys who are passionate about music. They love metal. They've all got music collections. They love collecting stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And so we we lean heavy into that. So when we put stuff out, we put it out limited edition. We hand number stuff. Um, we always make sure there's there's versions of things as well, so people can collect stuff. And we make sure the artwork and make sure it all looks good. And yeah, like our our audience, our supporters, our fans, like they just they love it. They lap it up. So mm-hmm. I think that's we've lent more and more into that over the years. And I think that's probably why for us anyway, we're unique where we're selling more than we we have in the past. So it's cool. It's good. Yeah, I think that's some good advice is to lean into that because I, I find it because um, like I do like event shows as a um, you know as a promoter yep. and as a, a as a cameraman uh, mm. producer and um, some stuff I do is car shows yep. and a car a car audience are very nuanced like that yeah. as well when I started because I interview everyone mm. right um, so when you interview a car racing driver versus interviewing a musician. I realized, man, they're very, very similar. I'm not surprised. The the uh, the audience is very similar. Yep. Like you know, a petrol head is very similar to a metal head. Yep. Like they're, they're different genres, different things, but their ethos and the way that they yeah. go about um, being uh, being a fan is very similar. Well, if you think about you think about all of those vintage car shows where they've got these beautiful cars from the past several decades, and they're all sort of lined up, beautifully polished. The bonnets are up, the engines are humming, and everything like that. And you can have someone walk past and go, yeah, but, you know, they're, 
their fuel guzzlers, you know, they're loud as all hell. They're not comfortable. There's no shocks or anything like no The, the suspension's shit. And, mm. um, you know, why don't you get a Tesla? Because mm. Tesla's like, you know, cheap. It's, you know, electricity, blah, blah, blah. The mm. state-of-the-art technology, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And they could be right. Absolutely. I mean, you know, if you're, if you're marrying them up, depending on the purpose of just using a car, then, yeah, maybe a Tesla's awesome. Mm. But there's nothing like, you know, that, that history, that story, that the character with some of these old cars. And it's the same with music, man. Mm. Like, you know, there's nothing like going to a record store and finding an old, like a used record store and finding an old vinyl sitting there for like, you know, an old Dio or Black Sabbath record and going, yeah, yeah okay. cool, you know, pulling this out or, or even CDs now. I mean, we're all getting on in age. The so CDs are becoming this relic. Mm. And... And so I think there's that nostalgic sort of attraction to it. I think people love it and they can love it and they can still stream, you know, and I think it just depends on the time of the day and the purpose. And I think you can have both. They can coexist. Yeah, so, I just think it's weird. Yeah. I, go, I go to a show and I buy the CD, but I'll listen to it on Spotify. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm the same. I'll buy something and if it's not on Spotify, I'll, I'll rip it to the mm. computer and then I'll put it into my sort of playlist and it's mm. just MP3s mm. and then I'll find that I'm listening to it on the run. Mm. And my CD just neatly goes into the shelf and it's nice and it's catalogued and looks all beautiful and I go, yeah, good. Although, no, I do it in the car though. I usually do it on the ride home. Yep. Uh, we'll put the CD that we bought in the car yep. and listen to the... the that's kick. a nice way to end the, end the night, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah listen, cool. All right, so that's how they played. Let's see how they record. Yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see how they produce this shit. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I love doing that sort of thing, man. But um, look, um, you do... Um, you had another uh, podcast going as well, The Self Starter. Hey, you've done your research. I have <laughs> done my research. Um, so what's The Self Starter all about, man? Yeah, well, what we did... Um, Oh, geez. What's this? Going back a couple of years now, uh, I was living down the South Coast mm. and we bought a house down there and sort of working remotely down there and coming up to Sydney. And I sort of grew up sort of trying to give some context here and some backstory. I grew mm -hmm. up in Queensland and sort of lived in a lot of regional rural places. And so I found a real connection with the South Coast. And But one thing I found straight away is you get the old newspaper every week come, come in your letterbox mm -hmm. and they're always talking about unemployment. Mm. And nobody's nobody's got a job. There's no opportunities, and now you know automation's kicking in, so factories are shutting down. There's less jobs, blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. And I'm just looking around, going, man, there is so many things now that people can be doing. You know, we've got a strong internet connection. You know, hook up hook up a laptop and start selling stuff online. You know, go and mow someone's lawn. You know, there's mm. just so many things. And I thought, why can't I create a podcast based in the South Coast to start talking about people who are actually making their own business, mm. not relying on getting employed, like just finding something and then providing a service and making money from it. Mm. Well, they say you either you either get a job or you create a job. Yeah, that's it. And mm. I think, I think yeah, sometimes the job opportunities are, are quite uh, quite limited, but I think there's always a way to make money. Mm. So that was, totally. sort of, that was sort of the basis behind Self Starter. And it was just a bit of a project for me, a bit of a passion project. And sort of manifested and I did a I, I did end up doing two seasons and the second season um, branched out and had people from all over all over the country just talking about their own businesses freelancing um, being just self-employed whatever it might be and lots of different industries different stories different people and it was cool it was really good um, it was like my professional podcast in a way because it's mm. a little bit more slick a little bit more sort of clinical with the way that I put it together and um, I got nominated for like a uh, what was it, host of the year for Australian Podcast Awards mm -hmm. and, and just got, started getting a lot of recognition for that. And I'm like, this is great. But like Andy Social's my baby over here. I'm like, oh, this is great. So, so It's usually the case though, dude. It's, it's the one that you don't expect yeah. and, and that's that's what gets the attention. But it was good. It was fantastic. And um, I actually put a pause on it uh, at the end of last year. Um, and I'm going to bring it back because I've actually had people asking about it. So it's just... I can see why. Yeah. I can see why the people ask about it. And probably more so now. I think with people being, you know, out of work or, you know, being yeah, restricted definitely. what they can do. And as well, if you go through a, um, like a business chamber of commerce, yep. they'd love that. Yep. They would love that yep. podcast, man. That's probably why they got that nomination, man. Yeah. Because they've gone, well, here's a guy that's um, reaching into the community mm. and then um, perhaps inspiring people to create employment. Yep. And the, obviously the government loves that. Mm. Um, but um, I think from, uh, you know, government aside, not that I'm a government fan, but uh, <laughs> I think, um, you know, Chamber of Commerce kind of people, they're sort of like corporate-backed kind of people. Yeah. And they're interested in how do we improve things to make them better. Mm -hmm. They seem to be, 
I know, not to be again on siding with corporate versus government. I don't want to get into that kind of a conversation. But just in, um, you know, when I've been doing uh, uh, fundraising or sponsorship, selling advertising space, Mm. whatever it is, Mm. um, when I deal with corporate, they are the best. That's usually the contract is one page. Uh, It's very clear. uh, That's what you do. This is what we do. Uh, every time I work with government, yep. it is a 16-page document to <laughs> produce one minute of content. And yep. it's just like, it is insane what you have to go through. Yep. And usually government, I hate to say this, guys, if you're listening, uh, but because um, <laughs> I know I'm going for funding with you all the time, um, but usually they want three times the amount of work for half the price. Mm. Of course. They yeah, just, yeah. They're just how they operate. Yeah. Uh, they don't usually have an understanding of industry. Mm. Corporate have a very strong understanding and yeah. they know that time is money. They yeah. understand that mm. and they can see the value in um well there's i've been a bit about um you know you would hear a couple years back um you know people trying to activate spaces Mm. you know know, let's activate spaces let's turn this into an old cinema or let's turn this into a music venue or let's make this into an art gallery let's do some street art down Mm. this alleyway Mm. it's all about activating spaces what i've noticed the shift in now is a bit of a activation of people yep let's activate some people because mm. you need people power to do it and you know and like just like being in a band man you, there's no such thing as a one-man band you you need a collaboration and that's the same um even in this podcast man like I, I, i'm the, the center of it but i can't do it without help yeah you know you need a guest <laughs> that's that's one part of it <laughs> but the other part of it yeah and that, that that's comes from a community sense right so yeah. you're throwing these things out there and anyone who wants to be on your show is community minded in some way they or they they would need to promote something in some way, and um, whether they post it or not, I recommend you do. Um, <laughs> no hard feelings. I mean it. Um, no, but um, oh, man, I've lost my train of thought. I've got too uh, deep into my own my own uh, uh, shit there. Uh, but I think I mean one one of the things that's been really positive about it is that it is it is very community, and that was always a common theme within all the guests that I had on Self Starter, and I think that's what gave it traction. As you mm. said before, I think you know sort of that sort of topic and it's it's creating value for people you know mm. and i think people are, it it's easily it's more easy to relate to that those sort of topics because everybody needs money and that's what everybody I mean. needs to be employed whether they create it themselves or they wait for somebody will they apply, or, or for, apply it. for it yeah and so yeah it um so that's why it sort of works so well and um yeah i mean i think even just talking about it now it's sort of like in the back of my mind going eh, okay all right, yeah, that's what i'm saying to you man because mm. by doing that right you you are activating people yeah and uh, activating people is more, I believe, is more powerful than activating space. Yep. So don't get me wrong, you need to activate spaces and don't let things, you know, rot away. Well, you need people to, to actually activate the space. But you need, yeah. th- th- that's the, the horse before the cart mm. is the people. Yeah. You, you can't activate spaces without activating people. Yeah. And I think a podcast like that is something that activates people. Because mm. it gets them thinking about, well, how else can I turn a buck? Um, like, because I'm someone who's, um, I've always got a side hustle. Yep. Uh, I don't like I'll be I'm, I, either I'm working full time or I'm working contract to contract but in between all of that I'm always working on how can I sell this thing and uh, and make people benefit from it yeah um, you know you got if you have a product you got you, you got to have a good product mm-hmm. you know it's got to have quality to it yeah I'd rather have um, something of quality that sells at a lesser volume at a higher price than something that's a shit quality that sells at a low price at a high volume yeah, that makes yeah, sense jeez yeah. oh, oh you're way late you're, you're 55 <laughs> minutes in for that one <laughs> The record's eight seconds. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where they do the old fuck. Oh, shit, I bumped it. Hey, this is the professional podcaster here, just like smashing mics. <laughs> smashing the mics. Don't worry, I've spilt beer all over this desk <laughs> during podcasts. It didn't go to air. It's been christened. Yeah, there you go. I didn't put it to air. We were way too drunk. Way too drunk for that. But yeah, no, so if people want to check you out, Andy, where do they go? Man, I've got a really wanky website, andydowling.net. So that's my portal. That's uh, the portal nice, website. Yeah, yeah, so it's got it's got uh, our band Lord. It's got Andy Social. It's got Self Starter. It's got Nord to the Old School. It's got uh, my social media links. It's got my Patreon. That's linked to Andy Social. There's all the stuff in there that people can check out. And mm. this is definitely this is all yeah, happening. Bam, bam, bam! I'm getting excited. Just plugging myself. <laughs> But uh, yeah, man, it's uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really active on the internet. Probably a little bit too much for my own liking, but uh, it's yeah, it's all hustle, as you said. It's you just get out there and uh, keep keep creating stuff and keep connecting with people, and yeah, it's fun. I oh, mean, I think you've got a good portal. I think your websites are really nice, man. Yeah, well, thanks, you, man. You've put them together. <laughs> I was interested in how to do the .nets though, because I'm I'm on the dot I'm a .com.au. 
Yep. And you've got to pay a bit of money to do that. Is mm. it cheaper doing the .NET? Um, yeah. Or is it the same? No, it might be a little bit cheaper to do .NET. I think it just depends on some of them. What happens is they, well, here's me trying to talk like I know what I'm talking about. What, what I think happens Sorry, is Sorry, I do that all the time. What I think <laughs> what I think is happening is people are just buying domain, domain straight out mm-hmm. and they're just holding them, not using them for anything. They do that, yeah. And so then they just jack the price up. So then eventually when you look and go, oh, well, I want andydelling.com or mm. .com.au, then it's like, oh, yeah, someone owns that and they're going to charge you X amount or whatever. It's like, oh, well, I'll just go for the .net. Oh, man, they're, they're fucking dodgy, man. I had, I have emails all the time going, because, uh, you know, obviously Made in the West yep. uh, Film Festival. Yeah, yeah. They go, well, we've got Made in the West, you know, uh, with a different domain name. And we're like, but we already own the .com.au, man. We, d- we don't You don't care. need the other ones, yeah. We don't need the other ones. But yep. they'll always go, yeah, we've got it. And they'll let you know. Um, and here's the other thing. Um, the other thing that really blew me away is because, you know, you register your business name, right? Yep. Um, we have people that try and register our business names. So, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, we've, we're in a posture now where we're registering names that are similar mm. in case we want them. Yeah. Just to keep the, the fleas off, man. Yeah. It's terrible that you have to do that. Cause you, it's not a big expense, but it's an expense. That's it. It's, it's just terrible. A, it's just those extra things that you got to think about as well. It's just, yeah. But, you know. What you do, what you need to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and the other thing, we, oh, we back up our data now. Like yeah. uh, we used to back it up before, but now we fucking back it yeah. up. Yeah, it is backed up. Like house burns down, doesn't matter. Yeah, like, we've got yeah. our data. That's your recovery process. It's just like yeah, crisis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Plane hits the house, man. I've still got the festival, you know. Yeah. Um. Uh, I've even got like because of the bushfires, right? Yeah. Um, now I'm fucking digressing now. Um. <laughs> um because of the bushfires, uh, we set up a grab pack, and mm. I basically just set up a hard drive with yep. all of the all of the IP on it. Yep. All of the IP just sitting there in case we had to go. I'm like, yep, everything's burnt down, but I've still got the IP in my hand. Man, it's scary to have to even think about it. But you know, terrible the, thought. the positive side of it is that, well, you are thinking about it, you mm. know, because it's always, I, I'm always about thinking about worst case scenario and what would you do? Mm. And I think it takes so much anxiety and stress out of your life if you, I mean, it could be the craziest, like the most extreme scenario, the, the worst possible thing that could happen in the world. Mm. And if you've got a game plan, I mean, it still doesn't mean that everything's going to be okay. But mm. if you've got a game plan, it just takes that edge off just a little bit and you go, no matter what happens... I know what the next steps are going to be. Mm. Even if I don't know what step 10 is going to be, at least I know what step one, two, and three are going to be. And it just takes a little bit of the edge off. So I think yeah. even that, just knowing that, you know, it might not be bushfires, but it might be something else. And yeah. and you've got an idea. You won't be scrambling as much as you would if you never thought about it. So I think that, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't want, you, you don't want someone to put your lights out, man. No. You know, you got to, you got to, you got to stay awake, you know. Yep. Uh, and that, that's what I think that ties into that being persistent. You just got to keep doing it. Yeah. Uh, Cause like, don't get me wrong, guys. If you're out there wanting to start a podcast, the first 20 <laughs> will be a fucking hoot. And, uh, once you start to get to 25, 30, you'll be like, oh man, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Like it's at least three hours a week for me. At least. That's just the material handling of it, the, you know, the shooting of it, the editing of it, and the yep. promotion of it. Um, now, I probably haven't even calculated the admin of contacting guests and, you know, all that kind of rigmarole that goes behind it. So It's, it's worth it, though, isn't it? Oh, fuck yeah, man. I can't not do it. I can't not do it now. Um, I, 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 I did it for such selfish reasons, but I've realized it's a paradox. Um, I, I do it because I want to learn. Like, um, yeah, talking to you tonight about... Um, producing music and how to make music and getting getting it aligned and doing dropboxing yeah. and like, like i'm like yeah i'm yeah i'm yeah. gonna have a band meeting right <laughs> <laughs> all over this um but um you, you, you learn from it but i, I realize that so do other people yeah um yeah you, you know, it's an offering it's an offering of information that's out there because uh, i think um you know there was a time where especially when i was learning to become an editor mm. to learn how to edit was really hard because no one wants to give up yep how to do it mm. it's a secret art no one wants to teach you uh, you have to teach yourself mm. um but you know doing a few internships uh, for people uh, interns for myself uh, where i've turned out i've turned out a couple of you know editors i've turned out a couple of you know um you know news readers and you know whatnot and people go you just it's awesome freely give that information out i go yeah, yeah but what am i going to do with it that's it what do I lose out of making that person win? Nothing. Nothing. I don't lose anything out of it. That's it. Uh, So, but people of the past, they, I think the old hat sort of idea is that if I give this information out, you're going to become my competitor. Mm. And I I just look at it differently. I look at it like the rising tide will rise all boats, man. Share that information. Um, I'm 100% 
on your uh, on your page with that. I think um, I think the reason why sort of generationally, you know, in the past where people would be a little bit more sort of protective of their oh, it's not intellectual property, but just their ideas and their skills and, the, and mm. their knowledge is I think because opportunities were limited. I think I just I just don't think that um, they had as many things that they could sort of you know paths that they could go down. So yeah, less plots to less footholds. Yeah. So yeah. I think because the windows, the opportunities were were less. I think it was just a bit harder for people to sort of sort of freely give up information. Now anyone can do oh, whatever. It's out everywhere. Well, it's 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 up to the motivation of the individual. It's not about opportunity, mm. limited opportunities. Like there's there's enough. There's enough to go around. Mm. So for me, like if I've got an idea and I know that I'm not going I'm not going to execute on that idea, I'll just talk about it because I don't care if it means that my idea can spark somebody else to take action and do something. Mm. I mean, that's pretty fulfilling anyway. I'm yeah. get, I'm I'm still getting something out of it. So I'm all about oh, There you go. You too. Hey, I finally did it. It's been 50 <laughs> 57 episodes. I finally did it. <laughs> Andy's cracked me. <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, uh, I think I think we've reached the end, Andy. Cool. I think we've reached the end. Um, but, you know, don't forget to go check out, um, you know, Andy Social Podcast. Yeah. The Andy Social Podcast. Yeah. You can find him on Patreon. Yes, uh, patreon.com slash Andy Dowling. Mm-hmm. Luckily, no one took my name before me, so that it's good, nice and easy. Well, if you, uh, you know, um, bottomfeeding.com um, stealers out there, you know, get onto that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Send us a bill and we won't fucking pay it. Fuck you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, they're terrible. But anyway, uh, on that terrible note, um, you've been... What, oh, actually, I've got to do my own plugs. I've got no... Go for lost, it. I've no. got to do my own plugs. Please. Uh, uh, don't forget to uh, subscribe to the Pagey Train if you are watching this. And you can check us out on Spotify. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts. And wherever you basically look for podcasts, you can find us. And if you're looking for any Foley work or if you're looking for any promotional work to do with film, just let us know. And don't forget to uh, subscribe once again. I'm just totally rambling right now. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> definitely a rambling right off the edge of this cliff. But you've been watching the Pagey Train. <laughs> And we'll see you next time. <laughs> man, I butchered that ending terribly. That's what podcasting's all about. That's what it's all about, That's baby. It, man. <laughs> cheers, man. Yeah, cheers. Absolutely, man. I had a good time. Thanks, mate. <laughs>